Hi, I'm Sean. I've always been curious about the answers to life's big questions. I thought it would be cool to seek some of those answers through conversations with others on a similar path. My intention with these conversations is to inspire you to think bigger, to challenge what you believe to be possible. I'd like to invite you to think outside the lines. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Think Outside the Lines podcast, where we feature thought-provoking and inspiring conversations with guests who are doing their part to make the world a better place. Now, before we get to my interview today, I want to take a moment to try something new. The topic of gratitude has been on my mind a lot lately, so I thought I'd begin this episode with some reflection. Wherever you are, I want you to take a moment and think of three things that you're grateful for right now. What are three things in your life at this very moment that you can appreciate? I'll give you just a moment to reflect. Now, something I've been particularly thankful for as of late are the listeners of this podcast. It's hard to believe, but I did my first interview for this show almost three years ago. And since then, the show has reached listeners all over the world and provided me with the opportunity to connect with people I never would have if not for launching this show. So I want to take a moment to say thank you to everyone listening. I really appreciate the feedback I've received, and my goal with the show has always been to inspire you to look at life in ways that you might not otherwise, if it weren't for these conversations. I want to take a special moment for a quick shout out to a listener by the name of Jana, who has emailed me on a couple of occasions with both positive and constructive feedback. I really appreciate you taking the time to reach out, so thank you. I'd also like to touch upon the frequency with which I've launched new episodes. Now, typically, just to be transparent, listener traffic tends to dip a bit over the summer. So in lieu of not launching any new episodes these last few months, I've decided to launch them less frequently. I have a ton of new episodes in the pipeline coming this fall with some incredibly exciting guests, and I cannot wait for you to hear them, so stay tuned. Lastly, I am aware that the audio quality of the last few episodes has been slightly slightly compromised. Uh, full disclosure, I record all of my interviews via Skype. Now, I'm a big lover of technology, and I typically embrace change in that realm. However, the recent Skype software update uh, complicated things just a little bit. Uh, it conflicted with the software that I used to record my calls, which compromised the audio quality rather significantly on my end. Uh, the good news is that it was only my voice and not that of my guests that was a bit degraded. Uh, And that the episode today is the last one that you're going to notice some sound issues, um, particularly, again, with my my side of the conversation. So I apologize for that in advance. Um, We've done our best to level things out as much as possible in the editing. Um, I'm still releasing these episodes, though, because I believe there's value in these conversations, and I would hate for you not to hear them. So on that note, my guest today is a keynote speaker and best-selling author who's famous for inventing affirmations and helping small business owners make more money, help more people, and have more fun. His sought-after advice is known as the secret sauce in business and personal growth. Stephen Covey, author of Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, says that his work is about discovering within ourselves what we should have known all along, that we are truly powerful beings with unlimited potential. His dynamic and down-to-earth speaking style always gets high marks from audiences. As a leading authority of how to eliminate limiting beliefs, he delivers keynote speeches and mastermind programs that have been called the only training that fixes every other training. It's time to think outside the lines with Noah St. John. How do you define purpose and what do you believe yours to be? Well, purpose is what I call your why to. And so the point is that every one of us human beings, we, we need to have uh, direction, I call it finding your because. And that's actually one of my uh, the power habits that I teach. I teach the, one of the things that I teach is the power habits of unconsciously successful people. And what I've noticed about highly successful people is they do tend to have a purpose. Um, you know, that, that direction, what I call your ultimate why to. And so for me, um, you know, many years ago, I, I had several epiphanies that changed my life. And so I realized that I really wanted to that my purpose here on the earth was to teach people how to stop stopping themselves from success, how to use um, a technology that I invented called Affirmations 
and also how to eliminate not enoughness. That's really what I feel in my mission on the earth here is to teach people how to eliminate not enoughness because I grew up with a lot of just not enoughness, you know, poverty and fear and lack um, and, and just really that feeling of, of never being enough. And so I know that, of course, I'm not alone in that and that, that millions of people feel that way also. But what I want people to know is that there is a solution. There's a way out of it, whether you're you know, talking about your business, uh, feeling like you, know, you don't have enough clients, you don't have enough money, don't have enough profit at the end of the month, whatever it might be, or in your personal life, uh, I'm, not, I'm not smart enough, I'm not tall enough, I'm not rich enough, not handsome enough, whatever it might be. I, I really strongly feel and have seen over the last 20 years of working with you know, tens of thousands of people and speaking at conferences all around the world that that this whole concept of not enoughness really affects us human beings uh, and not in good ways. So really, that's what I feel my purpose here is on the earth. I love that so much. Actually, I feel like the the word not enoughness is is new to me, uh, but I, yes. it's it's so awesome because it really I feel mm-hmm. like it encapsulates what so many of us feel just throughout mm-hmm. our lives. Right. And I think that I'm mm-hmm. really excited to dive into your stuff today because I feel like a, <laughs> lot, of, a lot of your techniques um, really mm-hmm. help with, with, with all of this. Um, yeah. I'm also Thank really you. excited to talk about your latest book, which is all about money and the obstacles keeping us from having more of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but first, I want to talk about how I actually discovered you a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Tell me about affirmations. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, well, as everybody knows, and, and by the way, just for the folks listening, I, I want I want people to know that we're we're not saying the word wrong. We're saying a new word for most of you, right? We're not. <laughs> the word is affirmations, not affirmations. All right. So, I happen to be the the person who invented this new technology, new term uh, called affirmations. Now, of course, if you've ever read a self help book, which of course everybody has, uh, you've heard of the term affirmations, right? An affirmation is a statement of something you want to be true. So a classic affirmation is I am rich. And you say, I am rich. And your brain goes, yeah, right. Right. I mean, <laughs> exactly. We, we say these things over and over, but you know, generally speaking, we just don't believe it. Now, now the traditional success teachers, and, you know, I, I got in this work by, by studying every traditional success teacher, all the classics, you know, just reading everything and and really, really trying to make it work. But I, I was just so frustrated because I could just never get it to work. And and one of the things that they always talk about is using these positive statements or affirmations. Right. So I really tried it. I did everything they said. I wrote it down. I put it in the pot. I put lots of emotion. I wrote it down, you know, put it all over my walls and, and nothing. nothing. It just never worked. Isn't I was that so amazing frustrated. How that just nothing, nothing ever happens from that. Well, you know, it was just very frustrating. And I know lots of people love affirmation. They've had great success. And that's I'm like, well, that, that's awesome. But, you know, there's millions of us who it didn't work at all. Yeah, exactly. In fact, studies have shown that for 75 percent of the people using affirmations actually makes people feel worse, more frustrated <laughs> than before. So anyway, I was using exactly what they doing, what they told us, using them everything they said. And it just didn't work for me. So I was very frustrated. So back in April 1997, I was a college student. I was a religious studies major and, uh, you know, I was really reading all these books. I, I wanted to get into teaching and, and, and mentoring and coaching people and speaking. I, I knew I wanted to do it. I just didn't know what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to have something different, not just say the same thing that everybody else says. I just that really bothered me. It annoyed me. So I said, I got to come up with something new. And, and I started thinking about this whole concept of affirmations. I'm going, why is this not working in the way that they tell us? And so I was in the shower one morning and in my book of affirmations, I call it the shower that changed everything, because I think everybody can relate to having those aha moments in the shower. Right. We all have those, you know, and you're thinking about something and it just so happens you're in the shower. And you, oh, that's, that's it. Uh-huh. Most creative, I feel like. Exactly. <laughs> and so for me, it's the shower that changed everything. So anyway, in this particular shower, I was thinking about exactly what I'm sharing with you. You know, how come I've been using these affirmations, saying the statements, doing everything they told us and it's not working? And I said, there's got to be a better way. What aren't they telling us? What's missing? And I started to think about what is human thought? Because we're talking about beliefs, right? A belief is just a thought. And then I said, okay, well, what is thought? And I realized that human thought is the process of asking and searching for answers to questions. For example, if I were to say to you, why is the sky blue? Why is the sky blue? Now, what just happened in your brain? Right. Well, you started to search for the answer. Right. I mean, just by virtue of the fact that you're asking a question, you say, well, why is this guy blue? And it's like a computer searching its files or a Google search. Right. That's really what it's a search. Your brain's like a computer. And so it's searching its files. The sky is blue because I don't know. But it's searching. Right. In fact, you can't not do it. It it 
happens without your volition. So I said, now, wait a second. If the human mind is automatically searching for answers to questions, why are we going around making statements that we don't believe? Yes, that's so Because bad. the problem isn't the statement. The problem is we don't believe the statement. Yeah. And so I said, well, let me see. If that's true, then what, what would the question be? And I said, well, let's see, you've got this statement or affirmation, I am rich, to which your brain replies, yeah, right, right? And so I said, well, if that's true, then what would the question be? Why am I so rich? Why am I so rich? Now, if you ask yourself that question, what starts to happen in your brain? You start to search for the answer, right? I mean, yeah. just like when you ask, why is the sky blue? Your, your brain actually starts to search for the answer. So what we're talking about is the law of sowing and reaping. As you sow, so shall you reap. Of course, this is nothing new. This has been taught for centuries. But what are we sowing? We're sowing seeds of thought. But what are most people doing? Sowing lousy thought seeds. Why am I so stupid? Why am I so fat? Why can't I lose weight? Why isn't my business growing? Why can't I make more money? Why, why can't I get more clients? Why is there more month left at the end of the money? <laughs> right? And when you ask lousy questions, what do you get? Lousy answers. And that creates a lousy life. So I said, wait a second. What if instead of asking lousy questions that lead to lousy answers, create a lousy life? What if we just flip the whole thing on its head? Start asking empowering questions that lead to phenomenal answers and create a wonderful life. And as I was standing there in the shower, April 1997, I said, holy cow, I think I just invented something. And so I had to give it a name. And the name that I gave it was after. Formations, A-F-F-O-R-M-A-T-I-O-N-S, which is now the, the name of my new book from Hay House called The Book of Affirmations. And in that book, I share with you, you know, 400 unique affirmations in the 10 major areas of life, everything from health and well-being to money and abundance and overcoming fear. And, uh, you know, we've had incredible stories of people who have doubled or tripled their income, people who've started their business or grown their business, people who've saved their marriages, found love, quit smoking, overcome addiction, kids love affirmations. Kids are getting better grades. So, I mean, it literally is affecting people all around the world. And, you know, now I have the opportunity to speak at, you know, corporate events and, um, you know, all around the world. And um, it's just so awesome to see people get excited uh, because it really changes your subconscious thought patterns, um, really doing something you're already doing. Yeah. I, you know, it's interesting. I, you alluded a moment ago to just there being so many different self-help books out there. And I think that... Um, you offer something so unique in this space that I'm I'm mm -hmm. really excited for the audience listening today, and I really encourage people listening today to dive in a little bit deeper to some of this because <laughs> it it really is such a it's not just a different way and a different perspective um, of looking at all this stuff, but it, it's it's just so insightful and it works. Um, mm -hmm. I'll share a little, I'll share a little secret. So I actually I pre-record like. Um, I guess like guided meditation tracks for myself just because I think there's power in hearing your own voice speak back to you. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually went through and I made a list of questions um, based on this concept. And that's kind of like the very first thing that starts, you know, that meditation for me every day. And it's, mm. I, I can personally attest that this is really powerful stuff. I want to ask you though, how do you know if you're asking the right questions? Well, in the book of affirmations, I actually walk you through that four-step process. It's a four-step process to actually um, affirm the right question. So the first step is to ask yourself what you want. What is it that you actually want to manifest, experience, create, you know? And so that's a typical goal-setting exercise. However, what we do now with the affirmations method, the second step is to affirm that what you want is already true. So I'll give you a great example. Uh, we had a, a kid actually, um, you know, as I mentioned, kids, children love affirmations as well as CEOs and, you know, working moms and people all around the world. But uh, there was in the book of affirmations, I share a story of Stephanie, who was a 13 year old and her mother had come to one of my seminars and her mom uh, taught Stephanie, little Stephanie, you know, the, the my affirmations method because Stephanie was uh, suffering from insomnia. She couldn't sleep. She was worried at night. She was like a really smart kid, but was very worried, very anxious. And, you know, she just couldn't sleep and was having trouble, you know, uh, not really trouble at school, but just very anxious. And so uh, her mom taught, came to one of my seminars, taught little Stephanie, and then she started to inform, why am I safe in God's hands? Why am I going to be okay? Why is everything all right? You know, just affirmations like that. And so that really helped Stephanie to 
relax and to realize that everything was going to be okay. So then she went to the third step that I teach, which is to give yourself to the question. All right, we have tools that enable you to do that. In fact, like you're talking about recording, uh, we have things called IFORM audios where you can listen to your affirmations. Um, you know, they are recorded but set to inspiring music. We have a formware so you can, uh, you know, record your own, set to your own voice and choose your own music and so forth. But the point is that you give yourself to the question. And then the fourth step that I teach is to take action. You know, it's very, very important. This isn't magic, right? It's science. Yeah. Like I said earlier, you're already using affirmations. The problem is that most people are using them in a disempowering or negative way. Correct. And so the point is that, you know, in Stephanie's case, she started to affirm, and literally her, her mom told me that, you know, after she had come to my seminar, that literally uh, Stephanie had been suffering from this problem for months, m you know, more than a year. And in less than 24 hours using my affirmations, she was able to cure her insomnia and she never lost a night of sleep again. And then she also was able to build herself confident, became, you know, a very confident young woman. And uh, she's, uh, you know, since gone on to do great things. So it's just, it's really changing lives all around the world. And that's what's so exciting. Yeah, I love it. And I think especially in the realm of health, there are so many people that have health mm -hmm. issues. And I know mm -hmm. that like one of my questions is like, why is my body so healthy? Yeah. And when you ask yourself that question, you know, to your point, you're really like reversing the script and you're instead of saying like, oh, yes. I'm in this pain, why am I in this pain? You're right. saying, exactly. and so, you know, and that's manifestation, right? Like asking the right questions is so mm -hmm. critical in our lives. And so yes, I want to dive in a little bit deeper. I want to talk about subconscious thought patterns and mm -hmm. why they're so deeply ingrained in us. Well, the human brain, the, the way that I like to describe the brain, it, it's like a series of roads. All right. So think about neurons and synapses. That's the cells of the brain. Right. So there uh, there are you know trillions of connections in the brain. Right. So it's like a series of roads. So for most of us, we have a lot of roads that say I'm not enough. You know, I'm not smart enough. I'm not rich enough. I'm not handsome enough. I'm not thin enough. You know, whatever. Right. So we have that not enoughness that I was talking about. The problem is because we've been thinking those thoughts for so long, so many years or decades in some cases, you know, that we got this huge eight lane super highway of negativity in the brain. Right. And we got this little teeny dirt road on the side that says, I am good enough. Right. right. <laughs> and it's like, nah, I don't believe you. Right. And that's why affirmations for so many people are very frustrating because it's like you're making a statement that you just don't believe. You got this little dirt road. Right. Yeah. So using the affirmations method. You know, what I teach is that the point is because by virtue of the fact that you're asking questions, the brain is called the embedded presupposition factor of the brain. Basically, all that means is when you ask a question, you search for the answer. Right. So you start to build instead of this little dirt road. You, now you start to build a, a bigger road, you know, a one lane, two lane, three lane. And before long, you've got this really awesome super highway of positivity and you can then start to throw away all that negativity that's been there, even if it's been, as I mentioned, you know, years or decades. Just another quick story. We had another fellow, uh, a fellow from Australia who uh, bought my online program called the Affirmation System, went through my whole program, which has videos and audios and interviews and, you know, a whole guidebook where I walk you through the entire Affirmations method. And um, he, he took that program online and he had been walking with a cane for uh, the past four years. You know, he's an older gentleman in his 80s, in fact. And he'd been walking with a cane in, uh, and, and they started to form very similar to what you just said, you know, why am I so healthy? And son of a gun, you know what? He, he was able to walk without his cane in about three weeks after years of walking with a cane. Wow. Now, his, people around him said, what did you do? <laughs> How did you do that? He goes, I just deformed it. Now, of course, I'm not claiming, you know, miracle healing or stuff like that. But I mean, <laughs> this is this fellow's you know, testimony that he gave us. So, I mean, we've got so many stories like that and it's, uh, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's cool. And I mean, to your point, it's, it's not, you know, it's not, you're not working miracles, but I think that the mind is really so powerful. Mm -hmm. And I think that most of us don't know how to begin to leverage that. So exactly. These are some great tools. Uh, <laughs> if you're, if I find myself wanting to break free, like of a particular thought pattern, what mm -hmm. is the first thing I should do? Well, that's that's a really great question, Sean. And and the, the point is to look at where you want to go. OK, it's hard for the brain to understand the word don't or not or, you know, things like that. The negation words. Right. Like I don't want this or I want to stop doing that. 
don't you know this is why the whole the whole concept of losing weight doesn't really work for most human beings right because we don't want to lose right we want to win we want to gain right but when you talk about gaining weight that's not so great is it but we can gain health right so if the point is you know it's kind of like climbing a mountain right if you look down, you're going to fall, <laughs> generally speaking, right? You want to look where you want to go, not where you don't want to go. You see my point? So that's why I talked earlier. And, you know, again, I teach this in the book is you've got to look. The very first step is where do you want to go? And, and just think about driving a car, right? If you're driving a car looking, uh, you know, at the oncoming traffic, you're going to maybe hit that traffic. If you're looking at the curb, you're going to maybe hit the curb. You know, you're going to just you got to just look ahead where you want to go. And so, it, I, you know, you got to identify, yes, you identify what you don't want to be thinking anymore. For example, you know, a lot of people say, you know, why am I so fat? How come I can never lose weight? Or, or why isn't my business growing? How come I can't get new clients? Okay, well, guess what? That's where you're headed. You're going to go right off the cliff. Okay, so stop asking that and say, why is it so easy for me to get new clients? Why is it so easy for me to lose weight? Or, you know, whatever it might be. Now, again, I'll just reiterate, this isn't magic. You don't say, why is it so easy for me to lose weight? And you drop 20 pounds overnight. I mean, it doesn't work that way, right? This isn't magic. It's there's people out there that teach that stuff, right? Totally. Hey, just, just think positive and magic. No, come on. This is planet Earth, right? I don't know where all that stuff works, but it ain't the Earth. <laughs> on the Earth, we have to do this annoying thing called work, right? Okay. If you want to be healthy, you know you have to do certain things. If you want to grow your business, you know you have to do certain things. It is not magic. But the point is most people are fighting their own selves. They're fighting themselves with their negative thought patterns. And, you know, of course, nobody's doing this on purpose. Nobody wakes up in the morning and says, wow, this looks like a great day. You know what? I think I'll hold myself back from success today. You know, no, nobody, nobody's ever said that, right? That would be idiotic. The point is it's on the subconscious, these thoughts. But one of my clients said, you know, I, I get the opportunity to work with coaching clients and mentoring students, you know, from all around the world. And I've helped people make millions and millions and millions of dollars in their business. And, you know, getting promotions, getting their books published and so forth. And one of my clients said to me a long time ago when, you know, when we were working together, he said, no, you know, as we do this work together, it's like you're turning on a light in a room that had been dark my whole life. Absolutely. And that, and I realized that was very accurate. That is exactly what this work is. If that were, if you're, if you can't see what you're thinking or if you're not aware of it, then how can you change it? You can't. So that's just a big, big part of it is just turning that light on and then we can make those positive changes. Absolutely. And actually, I love the the traffic analogy, just because I think that works on so many levels. Like, obviously, if you're if you're looking at the oncoming traffic, you're not paying attention to you know, where you're going. Right. Um, and I feel like that's such a great metaphor for life, too. Right. Like, yeah, we're, we're constantly looking around thinking like, you know, what are they thinking? What are they doing? Mm -hmm. Are they judging me, et cetera? When if you just focus on your destination, life is so much easier <laughs> and stay and stay in your lane. <laughs> so, exactly. Stay in your lane. Uh, with respect to like the not enoughness concept, I think, uh -huh. again, I want to expand on that a little bit because I think that's something sure. that so many people deal with. What are some methods you teach your clients who have issues in this realm, which I assume is everyone? It's pretty much everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's a big part of my power habit system. So just to be clear, you know, one of the things that I've taught people, you know, been teaching for the last 20 plus years. And, and one of the reasons that I've helped people make millions and millions of dollars in their in their business, you know, entrepreneurs, companies, organizations is that uh, that I realized that there's these these habits, what I, which I now call the power habits of unconsciously successful people. Now, I know that's a mouthful, but basically what it means is there's when you look at highly successful people, they're doing things unconsciously that they can't teach you because they're not even aware they're doing them. Right. If you're unconscious of doing something, how can you possibly teach how to do it? Right. You really can't. So that's why it took a nerd like me, and I'm basically the nerdiest nerd in this industry, because what that means is I like to break things down to their molecular level and, and, and just understand what's missing and what they aren't telling us. And believe me, they're not telling us a lot in many that. cases. So the point <laughs> is that, you know, when you look at that not enoughness, that really is the purpose or certainly one of the results of when people do my power habit system, whether, you know, people at my come to my seminars, my live events, people who hear me at, you know, keynote speeches or, or when I work with coaching clients one on one or in groups. That's one of the big, big things we work on is just walking through these power habits. So, the you know, the affirmations method is, in fact, the first power habit. We call it the foundational power habit. Why? Because everything starts with your beliefs. You know, just to give you an example, uh, I had a guy come to me 
as a coaching client. And he said to me, when we first started, he said, Noah, I spent $150,000 taking all these different marketing classes, online marketing, you know, internet marketing and so forth. And, you know, from all the big names and he named all the names. I, you know, I knew all the guys and I'm like, oh, wow, you know, that's $150,000. I mean, and it's good to be invest in yourself. I mean, I invest in myself and everybody should, right? I mean, it's important to have the right mentors and teachers. And I said, okay, well, you know, wow, that's okay. That's a lot of money. But, um, you know, let's take a look at your website and let's see where you are. And he goes, well, I don't have my website up yet. And I said, okay, you spent $150,000 on train on marketing training and you don't have your website up. Do you think we might have a problem here? So the point is one of the things that I teach with my clients is inner game versus outer game. Now, inner game is all the stuff that happens between your ears that you can't see directly, but you see the effects of it everywhere, right? Your beliefs, your thoughts, priorities, decisions, you know, those are all not visible, but they their effects are visible in your entire life. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so that's your inner game. Your outer game is what you can see directly, right? Your systems, strategies, habits, lifestyle, you know, those types of things. I mean, it's right in front of your face. So the point is 90% of the, you know, I mentioned that I've helped people, you know, my clients make millions and millions of dollars, individuals, groups, one-on-one speaking and so forth. Well, 90% of that is inner game. You know, and, and, and people just they don't believe that because they go, oh, well, I just need more marketing. Well, if that were true, then you've taken all this marketing stuff. How come you're not doing it? Do you see what I mean? Yeah. It's mostly because we don't believe in ourselves. So 80 percent of the work that I do with my clients is just helping them to believe in themselves that they can do it. I mean, this is the biggest thing that comes up. The number one thing that people struggle with is who am I? Who am I to be an expert? Who am I to be a thought leader? Who, who's going to listen to me? And I had that same feeling. I know that feeling very well because, I mean, I started my college dorm room with $800 and a book on how to do HTML. This was back in 1997. So, I mean, I was I, – I, but I just knew that I had something. I knew that I had something that would help people. So what I always tell people is, listen, just focus on value. When you focus on value, giving value, adding value to your target market, whoever it is, you know, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether – you know, whether you're, uh, you know, working for somebody or whatever it is. I mean, I've helped people just just like everybody listening to this program right now. I've helped people to get out of that not enoughness and make so much money. And a big, big part of that is just by believing in them before they believe in themselves. So good. Good stuff. Now, all these things can really be symptoms um, of how we manage our relationship with money. And mm -hmm. that kind of leads us into your latest book, which is called Get Rid of Your Head Trash About Money. Mm -hmm. uh, why are we so messed up about money? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. That, I, I love how you put that. Um, basically, the answer is because, number one, money is a very emotional issue. And number two, we don't want to talk about it. I mean, imagine going up to somebody at a party and saying, so, hey, Bob, how much do you make? I mean, you know, you'd probably get punched in the face or certainly you wouldn't get an answer. Yeah. Right. It'd be, that'd be very it's very intrusive, very, you know, it's a taboo subject. You know, it's much worse than sex. People talk about their sex lives all day and night. Isn't it you know, weird? It's like money. It's like, totally weird. It's such a prominent part of our lives. But you're yes. totally right. We, we're so scared yes. to talk about it. And, and, and remember all those how to manage your money courses you took in high school and college? Yeah, uh, I, no, I, you I didn't don't. because they weren't any. <laughs> Right. You see what I mean? So, I mean, we're never taught this stuff. And so we are taught that it's even wrong to talk about it. So, I mean, that's just one reason we have so much head trash. There's there's many, many others. But my point is that uh, because we have this taboo about money and, and talking about it and, and all this stuff, I mean, people <laughs> look, uh, uh, divorce, the, the number one cause of divorce in America is arguments about money, disagreements about money is the number one cause by a mile. It's not even, the number two is not even close. Yeah. And so the point is, you know, that's just one way that it shows up is that, you know, oh, I thought you did this about money. I thought you thought that. Right. And I mean, these discussions, I mean, these disagreements can, can, of course, you know, rip people and relationships and companies and businesses apart. And, and so it's that's what I was saying a moment ago that, you know, 90% of the work that I do with my clients and, and in my speaking and in my in my live events is inner game, you know, is just getting it out in the open. You know, if you've been carrying around this 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 heavy weight, this this secret or this taboo and at, at secret, by secret, I mean, like, oh, I, I can't talk to anybody about this because it's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed about it. Um, then it's really hard. It's really hard to grow. It's hard to grow into yourself and into the best version of you that you can become. And that's why I love to see my clients 
grow into the best version of themselves and get these incredible results that we're seeing, you know, literally for people around the world. Yeah. You talk about the big money mistakes that even smart people mm -hmm. make. What are those? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, so it, that's actually the subtitle of the book is how to avoid the three big money mistakes that even smart people make. And of course, I know everybody listening to this program is very smart. So you, nevertheless, you may be making one or more of these mistakes. So the first big money mistake I talk about in the book is very simply not getting rid of your head trash about money, right? Just not even realizing that it's there, number one. And then number two, not getting rid of it. So, you know, the point is like one of the things that I show you how to do is just write down some negative beliefs that you have about money. Here's a very common one. Uh, you can't be spiritual and rich at the same time, right? Rich people are bad, mean, and selfish. I mean, that's just a very, very common belief. It's just out there in the consciousness. And so the, the problem with that is, what if you're a spiritual person who wants to make money? Yeah. Oh, shoot, I got to pick one or the other, right? And you're it's like- shamed well, into it almost, right? Totally, totally. And you know, there, there's, there's, people and, and, and institutions that will be happy to, to agree with you on that, right? And so that's the problem is that, you know, look, I've got a lot of rich friends and most of them are really, really nice people, you know? You can meet nice people who are rich, you can meet ni nice people who are poor, you can meet, you know, jerks who are poor and jerks who are rich, so it doesn't really matter, Absolutely. you know? So that's, the, you know, that's just one example. So again, I, I, the point is you've got to understand and then, you know, take the steps to get rid of your head trash. The second big money mistake I see people making is not having a mentor and trying to do it all by yourself, right? Trying to literally lift that, that huge weight all by yourself. You know, if you're, if you're starting a business, wanting to grow a business, I mean, my gosh, it, it's really hard. It can be lonely at times. And so we all need a mentor. And so what we teach at successclinic.com, that's my company, and we teach that a mentor, there are three criteria that you have to have when you, when you hire a mentor. You know, of course, you know, when people work with us, we, we, we say this and, you know, but whether people work with us or somebody else, we just really encourage people to look for these three criteria. Number one, is the mentor where you want to be? In other words, are they, have they had the success that you want, right? So in other words, if you want to make more money, are they making good money? If you want to lose weight, are they in shape? You know, you don't want to go to an overweight person or not lose weight. I mean, I know that sounds silly, but you know, that's a, just an easy example. The problem is that you can't turn on Facebook nowadays without seeing some new dude saying, hey man, look at my cool this, and look at my that, look at my shiny new car, and look at all this stuff, and hey, whoo, aren't I awesome? It's like, yeah, you're awesome, dude, but have you helped anybody else? Totally. And that's where we get to the second criteria, which is, have they actually helped anyone else to get results? You know, or is it all about them? And it's very, very obvious when you look at it, because, you know, are they constantly showing off their cool, shiny, whatever, or are they talking about their clients' results? See, I, there's two kind of people in this industry. Look at me, guys, and look at us, guys. Yeah. You know, I, <laughs> the look at me, guys, is very obvious. It's, hey, look at my cool list. Now, again, there's nothing wrong with having nice things. We all want nice things. But is that it, right? Is that all they've got is a bunch of shiny stuff? Meanwhile, they're just taking people's money to, you know, load their pockets, right? Line their pockets. So the point is what you want to do is see, have they helped anyone else? That's why when you go to workingwithnoah.com, we call it our wall of fame, right? And I would rather talk about my client's success than my success. Now, of course, I've made millions of dollars. I've lost millions, made millions. But the point is I've helped my clients make millions and millions and millions of dollars. And it should be that way. You know, you should have a lot more success stories than just yourself. And then the third criteria that you want to look for is will they actually help you? Will they help you or will they take your money and run? Unfortunately, in this industry, we see a lot of that. You know, we see a lot of, hey, you know, you get the money and then it's like, well, where's, you know, they left, they're gone. You can't get a hold of them. So, you know, we really, really stress here. And that's, you know, one part of the evidence is that I've been around for 21 years. You know, there's not many people who've been doing this as long as I have since 1997. I mean, you know, we've got just so many, you know, hundreds and hundreds of success stories from all around the world. So that's what you want to look for, those three criteria when you're looking for a mentor. And then the third big money mistake that I see people making is gathering too much information without giving yourself permission to succeed. So what I mean by that is, you know, we have a saying at Success Clinic, which is there's no lack of information, but there's definitely a lack of transformation, right? Yeah, so thing. we are drowning in what I call shelf help. There's tons of shelf help out there. And that's the problem is it stays on your shelf like that. You know, that client that I mentioned earlier, who spent $150,000 and didn't have a website. Yeah, that's shelf help. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you know, that's why I like to talk about, you know, clients like uh, Mike from New York who, you know, came to one of my live events. 
he doubled his income in 90 days, then doubled it again the next 90 days, you know, and, and Aubrey who came, she was stuck at her same income level for literally fifth, the previous 15 years, she doubled her income in 12 months. And I mean, you know, it just goes on and on and on. We got so many stories like that. And that's, that's really, like I said, what you want to look for in a mentor is someone to help you cut through the clutter, get, you know, get out of that information overload and really get the results you want faster, easier, and with a lot less stress. Yeah. And I think that's one of the cool things in your books specifically is that you, you dive into a lot of those, you know, success stories from your clients. And I think that that, you know, yeah, I, I mean, I'd rather be, deal. I'd rather say, look at us rather than look at me totally. and be, and I'll just tell you a quick story. Uh, um, I was inspired to get into this industry by Stephen Covey, uh, the author of seven habits of highly effective people, a book that really, really changed my life. And I had the opportunity to interview Dr. Covey before he sadly passed away a few years ago. Um, and I asked him a question. I said, Dr. Covey, how do you handle it when, how do you handle it when people like worship you? I, I didn't really know any other way to say that, but you know, when, you know, you have that kind of rock star thing. And he said something that I never forgot. He said, Noah, I want people to leave my events more impressed with themselves than with me. And I never forgot that. And I've tried to live that ever since he told me that many years ago. And, you know, that's why I'd rather talk about my clients than me. Now, of course, again, you know, I've made millions, I've lost millions and, you know, I'm doing pretty good. You know, I have a seven figure work from home business and I'm, I'm feeling, you know, pretty good. So uh, I know what it's like to be in poverty because that's where I grew up. I grew up in poverty and now I'm I'm not in poverty. Let's just put it that way. But I'd rather I'd rather leave people more impressed with themselves than with me. And that that just uh, really affected me. And that's what I tried to live. I love that. I feel like that's truly the mark of somebody that's like doing things for the right reasons. Um, <laughs> is just the context of like, hey, I'm really doing this to make you feel better, not for myself. And I think <laughs> through that, that's how we, you know, that's how we truly achieve success in life. What is success anorexia? Success anorexia is the second epiphany that I had back in 1997. The first being Al Formations, the shower that changed everything. Uh, the second one was in October 1997, when I realized that I had been starving myself of success. Now that that phrase, just the whole concept of starving yourself of success had never been spoken of or written of before it popped into my head at that moment in, in August of, I'm sorry, October 1997. And so I realized that I had just accidentally discovered what causes the behaviors called self-sabotage, the fear of success, and what I call driving down the road of life with one foot on the brake. Now, if you look at the success literature that had been published previous to my work, and you know, now I've, I'm very, very blessed to have written 14 books that have been published in 17 languages. In fact, I'm the only author that's been published by Hay House, HarperCollins, Simon & Schuster, Mind Valley, Nightingale Conant, and The Chicken Soup for the Soul Publisher. I'm the only wow, that's author. really cool. Yeah, I'm the only person that's ever done that. So uh, anyway, um, I realized that I had been holding myself back from success for, for, you know, really my whole life. But I had been, of course, trying to get out of that, right? You know, because everybody, nobody wants, as I said earlier, nobody wakes up in the morning and says, hey, let me hold myself back from success today. Yeah. So of course, I wanted to succeed just like everybody. But the only treatment that was available prior to my work you know, because this um, Dale Carnegie once said there what we want to hear, you know, what is n totally new is not very interesting to us. What's old, you know, has no use to us. But what we want is and what we're looking for is something new about the old. So what is very old is this whole concept of holding yourself back from success. This has been going on for centuries. Right. This is a very ancient human experience. Right. Holding yourself back from success. So certainly much had been written about it prior to my work. But. The problem was when you look at this thing called self-sabotage or holding yourself back, the basically the treatment that was given prior to my work was, well, stop doing that, right? If you're, if you're sabotaging yourself, don't do that. And I was like, wow, that's really helpful. Thank you very much. I never would have thought of that, right? <laughs> I mean, it's like, are you so kidding me? But I'm, I mean, if you really read those books, that's pretty much what they said. Well, just don't do that. Okay. Cool. Yeah. It's kind of like saying to an anorexic, well, why don't you just eat? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> dude, there's something else going on in there. And so that's what happened. That's in fact, where, how I discovered this concept that I, again, invented, named, or I didn't invent it. I, I named it, you know, gave a name to it called success anorexia, just like people are starving. Millions of people are starving themselves of food. Millions and millions of us are, you know, or, you know, I was doing it, but my point is millions and millions of people are walking around 
unknowingly, unwittingly, and unconsciously starving themselves of the success they're perfectly capable of. So that's why my first book, which came out, which as I mentioned was the Chicken Soup uh, publisher, was called Permission to Succeed. Because what I realized even back then, 20 years ago, we don't need any more how-tos of success. What we need is to learn how to give ourselves permission to succeed. And that really, you know, again, I, I'll just, you know, I know I keep repeating this, but it's really important point to, to note that, you know, the main reason that I've helped my clients make so many millions and millions of dollars and lose thousands of pounds and quit smoking and, you know, overcome addiction and find love is primarily because I show people and I teach people a step-by-step method to stop stopping yourself from the success you're capable of. I'd like to walk through a brief overview of each step in the book. Um, and just maybe sure. briefly explain the importance of each one. So uh, basically the five steps that I go through, number one is to get ri- get your foot off the brake without using willpower. And that's where I walk you through uh, what a habit is. Uh, you know, I've been talking about habits and power habits, particularly the power habits of unconsciously successful people. All right. So I walk you through literally how to change your habit or, or if you have a habit that's holding yourself back, uh, which most people are, <laughs> I, I teach you how to change that, you know, and, and there's a lot of people out there that say, well, it takes, you know, 21 days to change your habit. It takes 30 days, it takes 90 days. The, the, the reality is you can change your habit overnight. You know, like I talked about Stephanie earlier, the, the 13-year-old who cured her insomnia using my affirmations method. I mean, you, you don't have, they don't really know, <laughs> you know, when they're saying, there's oh, it so takes many prescribed You can change ways. it overnight. You change yeah, it instantaneously. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you find the right tool, see, that's the point. This is the analogy I love to give to my clients. If you are trying to build a house and all they give you is a chainsaw, how successful are you going to be? Totally. Right. It's going to be pretty frustrating. And and what's worse is they're going to tell you it's your fault. Well, why don't you just work harder? Why don't you just set your goals? Well, think positive. Dude, you got the wrong tool. <laughs> Right. And they just never gave you the right tool. So that's what we are all about at Success Clinic is giving people the tools to make these positive changes. And that's why we have so many incredible results. Right. It's just it's step one, two, three. Okay, so that's the first step is really understanding your habits. And then I just walk you through how to change a habit. Again, doesn't take whatever you can change it instantaneously when you have the right tool. Now, step two is to do something that I call engage your loving mirrors. Now, a loving mirror is another thing that I invented or named, you know, I've come up with a lot of these names because frankly, as I said earlier, I'm the nerdiest nerd and I just have to tell what's missing, right? So I have to name things a lot of times. And this is one of them. A loving mirror is someone who believes in you before you believe in yourself, you know? And that's what I was talking about earlier, you know, that this is a huge part of what I do is to just believe in my clients before they believe in themselves. So I'll give you a great example. Uh, I was speaking at a conference one day, you know, I get again, I get the opportunity to speak at a lot of industry conferences, network marketing, real estate and entrepreneurial, you know, conferences and events. And um, uh, a woman named Sheila came out to me and she was very skeptical. This was at a network marketing, uh, you know, event conference that I was speaking at. And she'd spent tens of thousands of dollars on all these different, you know, gurus and stuff. And and I found out she was making about five thousand dollars a month in sales, you know, which is pretty good, you know, and most people would be, hey, that's really great. But she knew she could do a lot more and was capable of more. That's why she was spending all this money investing in herself. Right. But she was really still holding herself back. So she was very skeptical and saying, well, I don't know. Finally, her husband, who was with her, David, said to her, honey, uh, this is really different and you need to get this program. So, you know, she he actually believed in her before she he, she believed in herself. And what happened is through the course of the of the program. So we worked with uh, we I worked with her through my program. It's an online program called Money Mindset Mastery, where I walk you through all of these steps over a period of six weeks. And the point is that before she came to me, she was making about five thousand dollars a month. Well, one of the things that I taught her was how to engage your loving mirrors in a period of less than nine months. She went from making five thousand dollars a month in sales to seventy five thousand dollars a month in sales. That's a 15 times increase in less than nine months. So, you know, you go, well, how's that possible? Well, it's possible because if you think about driving down the road of life and you have one foot on the brake and then you just get your foot off the brake, you realize that it can be a lot less work to get a lot faster results. Right. So that's one great example. Okay, so then step three is to what I teach you is to install your systems of support that make your success automatic. Now, this is something we really teach 
And we really get into in Money Mindset Mastery. That's the six-week program I was mentioning. It's our online program. Um, and so one of the things that I teach people in that course is the five systems of support, which what we teach is people, activities, environment, introspection, and simplify. Now, basically, what's missing from most people's lives is, number one, people have no idea what the systems are that are supposed to be in their business or, for, frankly, their life. Number two, they don't know how to fix the system, how to fix the systems when they're broken. And number three, <laughs> to use an analogy, they keep calling an electrician when they have a plumbing problem, right? If you got a plumbing problem and you keep calling an electrician, how successful are you going to be, right? It's like, wait a minute, you're using, going back to that tool analogy, you're just using the wrong tool. Or in this case, you're, you're using the wrong expert or the wrong mentor. So again, we're not saying that there's anything wrong with a plumber or anything, you know, it's just the point friends. is you got to know what the system is. Yeah, your then, broke friends aren't the best people to be giving you financial advice. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. You got it. Okay, so that's a great example of the people system. And yeah, you may have to let go of some relationships. I mean, we've all had to, as you climb the ladder of success, which we like to call a staircase of success, because climbing the ladder is kind of hard. It's easier to go upstairs, isn't it? You know, we like to, we like to call it a spiral staircase of success because then it's like kind of more fun than climbing a ladder, uh, a little easier too. So yeah, you may have to let go. I've I've had to, and honestly, every successful person that I've interviewed or talked to or coached has had to let go of relationships because you attract what you are. And if you want to go higher, you know, that's for, for example, that's why we have our live events called Freedom Lifestyle Experience. And at Freedom Lifestyle Experience, you're going to meet people that, you know, can take you higher or at least will support you as you go higher rather than trying to bring you down to where they are. So that's a great example. Step four is to heal your relationship with money. All right. So as we were talking about earlier, you know, 80 percent of your success, which really it's 90 percent is inner game. All right. So, you know, that's where we talk about and I walk you through how to really understand what your head trash is. Um, you know, do sentence completion exercises and really just just really diving deep into that whole concept of, OK, you know, we all have a relationship with money. The problem is for most of us, it's very dysfunctional. So we're helping you to get a functional relationship with money rather than a dysfunctional relationship. Yeah, right? I think that one might actually be one of the most important. Oh, yeah, it's huge, huge. Yeah. I mean, every one of these steps is enormous, really. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, step five that, you know, what I teach you and show you is to step into your best future. Okay, so one of the things that we love to say at Success Clinic on our campus is one positive action beats a thousand positive thoughts, right? So uh, the famous um, author Will Rogers uh, had a great quote that I love to quote. He said, it ain't what a man don't know that gets him in trouble. It's what he knows that ain't so, right? So that's when I, you know, when I talk, you know, at my live events and with my coaching clients, I say, you know, how much, what do you know? That ain't so. Like, well, I know I can't do it. No, you know, and they, they'll argue with me. Oh, no, no, you don't understand. I can't do it because, and I'm not good <laughs> enough, and I can't do this, and I can't do that. I go, well, okay, you keep arguing for your limitations, they're yours. Yeah, right? I mean, we spend all day arguing with ourselves about those things, so why would we yes. not argue with them? and telling ourselves all the reason we can't, yeah. all the reasons we cannot do it, right? And so, uh, well, there you go, and you're you're going to be right. So if you're if you're going to be right, why not be right and make some money? Why not be right and say, I can do it? What if I could do it, right? And so just stepping in, just taking one step at a time, you know, we're not, there, there's an old uh, cliche out there in the speaking world that we've all heard from the stage or people say from the stage, which is, you know, leap and the net will appear, right? We've yeah. heard that a million times. Well, I've had the opportunity to interview, you know, over a hundred millionaires, multimillionaires. Not one of them ever does that. You don't leap and the net will appear. That's a way to go splat and really hurt yourself. The point is you take one step at a time, but make it a logical step. Make it a natural step, Correct. right? The point is any change is going to feel, you're going to feel fear. It's going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to feel unfamiliar and you're going to be scared. And that's why, see, this is a real step-by-step -step process, you know, like getting your systems in place, getting those people, that mentor, that coach, that person who believes in you before you believe in yourself. That's one part of it. So that when you're feeling that fear, which everybody feels, I've felt it, we've all felt it. But the point is, don't let the fear stop you. And in order to do that, you've got to have these systems in place. You know, that's why we have our live events. We have our masterminds. We have the one-on-one co -on -one coaching, group coaching, so that we can walk you through that process, just like we've helped so many other people, just like the people listening to this program. What do you hope will be the legacy of your work in this realm? I hope that, number one, um, Affirmations changes tens of millions of people's lives. Number two, I hope that um, kids 
can have that belief in themselves so that, you know, kids don't have to go through what I went through that, you know, not enoughness, not believing in themselves. And number three, I really hope that I can help people to understand that they have much more worth than they think. People have more worth and more value than they think. And I believe that most of the world's problems are caused by the belief of not in not enoughness, that I'm not enough. And in order, you know, to try to bring the other person down. And I believe if we could believe more in our universal enoughness, that a lot of the world's problems could be alleviated. That's so awesome. Thank you so much. Now, I understand that you have a special gift for people listening today. Can you tell us a little bit about Yes, it? absolutely. So we've been alluding to, I know we've talked about a lot of things, but a great place to start is my new book called Get Rid of Your Head Trash About Money. This is the new expanded edition. And you can get that book for free at uh, our special website, which is sendmeabooknoah.com. Very easy to remember. Sendmeabooknoah.com. And I will do that thing. I will send you a book. Um, but it's, So it's sendmeabooknoah.com. And you can download the digital version for free. Or if you'd like the hard copy version, which a lot of people love because they like to mark it up and write and take notes, um, just uh, there's a button there. And we just uh, I've covered the cost of the book. In other words, the book is free and we just ask you to cover the shipping. So oh, we cool. ship anywhere in the world and, you know, we've shipped in dozens of countries. And so we, you know, like I said, I cover the cost of the book. We just ask you to cover the shipping. So that's sendmeabooknoah.com. All right. I want to thank Noah for joining me today. I'd also like to thank you for listening. Now, if you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to help new listeners discover the show. And please share this episode with anyone you think could benefit from hearing it. Now, you can always find the links for everything we talk about in the show notes, which can be found over at thinkoutsidethelines.com. And feel free to drop me a line with any questions or feedback on the show. You can always send an email to hello at thinkoutsidethelines.com. Until next time, go out there and pursue your passion today, because the best way to predict the future is to create it. For more information, please visit thinkoutsidethelines.com.